Hallelujah, and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McKaig Jr. This is the Wednesday edition of the Game Sports Podcast, October the 25th, 2023. And again, it's Dave McKaig with the Game Sports Podcast, and the Game Sports Podcast is sponsored by Flawless Roofing, SureSeal Incorporated. And if you are tuning in on YouTube for the video, you did just see that I pointed at the calendar right behind me. But let me remind you who Flawless Roofing is, just in case you didn't get the chance to see the calendar or if you don't have an idea who they are. They're located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, or in Thunder Bay, but no matter where you are, you can contact Flawless Roofing. They've been in the business for over 30 years. Residential, commercial rooftop, it does not matter. Flawless Roofing, Surseal Incorporated will have you covered. And let me tell you, you should protect your investment and start from the top. Flawless Roofing does cover that for you. Flawless Roofing, Surseal Incorporated, you can check them out on Facebook or on their website, flawlessroofing.ca. A. If you like further information, don't hesitate to comment or reach out to 91networkssm at gmail.com. You can get all your information from yours truly or the crew on 91 Network or through the Game Sports Podcast. Now, speaking of 91 Network, the Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91 Network. And 91 Network is, well, let's just say fresh off its announcement upload from yours truly, which was uploaded yesterday. That is October the 24th, 2023. The long-awaited announcement of 91N. Yes, it was supposed to be an announcement that was supposed to be featured as of, well, June 2023. But a little bit of a delay, and we had to ensure everything was perfect before we uploaded that. And again, you can check that out. It is only available on video. That will not be available in any audio format uh, for the time being, at least. So make sure you check out the 91 Network YouTube channel. Now, if you're wondering what that is, because you've been hearing about TGEM for so many years, well, a couple years, uh, that is now the title of the YouTube channel. It has changed from TGEM to 91 Network. And everything that you have known that has been mentioned and labeled as TGEM has now switched to 91 Network. In short, 91 and there's certainly more things to come, such as a website uh, and also some merchandise. But also, as it was indicated on the announcement upload, there is a special expansion of the business, not just doing media or entertainment podcasting. We're branching out further in the world of entertainment by doing MC services offered in the Algoma region and Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario by yours truly. Check out the video for a bit more information, but also again, the email 91networkssm at gmail.com. And again, 91 and, and the Game Sports Podcast wants to give another shout out to Flawless Roofing, Sure Seal Incorporated. As mentioned at the top, 30 years in the business. Protect your investment and start from the top. But heck, check out that upload that was done yesterday. The editing by Alex Flood, who was the producer of that announcement. He did a fantastic job with that. And you can check out his editing skills, of course. But all the information you need to know about what 91N is, if you have been behind, or any updates you want to even know about the Game Sports Podcast, that is also on there. Just 22 minutes of your time, and it gives you a full range of information uh, to understand what is going on with this update because after this upload i will no longer be saying the term tjam or the game entertainment and media that is my warning everything going forward you're going to hear 91 n 91 network very excited about all the big things coming for the remainder of this year but also going into 2024 and forward as i mentioned at the top this is the game sports podcast where we talk sports and if you're not familiar, this is a part of our new format. We're in the second week of our new format where we do uploads every Monday and Wednesday. Bonus recordings will occur where necessary, of course. The full-time episodes and the special edition uploads will remain as its own shows and up uploaded as per its normal schedule or routine. Of course, full-time is a better schedule than the Game Sports Podcast special edition uploads, but nonetheless, those will still remain as separate shows. And speaking of the special edition uploads, the next upload we will have is James Sobolski. The long-awaited upload for that will be upcoming uh, within the next week or, should I say, 7 to 10 business days at the absolute most. So make sure you keep an eye on that. If you haven't subscribed to anything of the Game Sports Podcast, audio, video through 91, and make sure you do that. A like, a follow, a subscribe, heck, even a comment. Anything you'd like to provide forward is helpful to both the Game Sports Podcast and who powers us. And again, that's 91N. 
Here on this episode of the Game Sports Podcast, we are going to have two segments. And in this first segment, it is going to be yours truly. We did plan to have Connor Henderson on to do a full strike zone segment for the uh, at least maybe either the first segment or even a second segment in between uh, the in the pocket segment. But I'll get to that in just a second. But there were some audio difficulties uh, with getting Connor on the show. So unfortunately, Connor was unable to join us. And I tried to do some last minute calls with some of the members of the Game Sports Podcast, uh, but it was a little too short notice. So it is yours truly for this first segment and getting into this first segment we are going to have the strike zone segment right here and then i am going to tie in what i would have originally had in my opener if connor was going to be here and that is going to be the sports blitz uh it may or may not spoiler be a segment that i include in all of my openings uh the sport blitz is going to get into three specific topics that is hockey basketball and curling and that's not every week uh that that will be the topics but in the sport blitz is going to be those the topics or topics listed where I'm going to do some rapid fire points and some opinions before we go to a quick breather. Again, we're going to have strike zone and a sport blitz for this first segment. We're going to take a break. And of course it is Wednesday. If you're a key follower of the game sports podcast, you will know that it's in the pocket. This is normally the in the pocket podcast, which is obviously transitioned within to this new format as well as strike zone and top shelf. So on the second segment for about 25, 30 minutes, we're going to have EJ Russell and Justin Heichel who are planned to join yours truly to talk in the world of football, national football league uh, in the upcoming week and talking previous week briefly, but mostly for the upcoming week in the national football league. And if we're lucky, we're going to start getting some news and updates from EJ around the college football seed as he, He's going to start doing a segment within that segment, giving you a, a two-minute warning or a little bit of a halftime uh, kind of in between the segment where he's going to talk a little college football as well. And yes, I am going to put him on the spot for that. He'll love that. So let's kick off the show. Let's swing away, if you will. And I'm going to start with the strike zone segment. And pretty soon when I say that, you're going to see a nice graphic. You're going to hear some fancy sounds come on in. But we don't have that currently going on right now. As well as for the remainder of the year, we do not have commercials. We are going to be doing commercial-free uploads for the entirety of 2023 until 2024. It will only be specific ad reads, Q Flawless Roofing, uh, within the show, as well as the Powered by Q91N. Uh, so that's our treat to you. Uh, for the remainder of the year, no interruptions in your broadcast. You get to just hear our voice the entire time. But as I said, let's swing away and talk Strike Zone. I do have topics to bring up, of course, and the obvious one to bring up is, of course, the World Series. We got the Arizona Diamondbacks, and we got the Philadelphia Phillies. Look, if or sorry, not the Philadelphia Phillies. We got the Texas Rangers, not the Philadelphia Phillies. My goodness. We got the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. I was just already all set to jump to talk about the Phillies, but I'll pause that for a little bit here because I watched a very funny video. So let me get that out of my mind. I'm going to talk the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. My goodness. Got to love starting eight minutes in remaking air to talk about that. But... Two teams that were in last place a few years back, respectively, right behind each other in losses, worst teams in the major leagues. Texas goes out and spends some money in the offseason, bringing Sammy and you, you lock up and uh, bring in Seager. You know, this year you obviously bring in Serzer, you bring some pitching changes, you spend some money. You got a team that wanted to win and didn't want to go through any painful future in terms of moving the assets, just growing with youth. They want to spend money because the assets were available there in free agency. They thought it was a good fit. Bring them in. It was questionable at first, but now it all seems to be paying off. And the Texas Rangers are riding a high. They are just on fire this World Series uh, or this playoffs in general going into the World Series. And the the team overall is hitting. Look at Garcia. The guy is literally hitting bombs every time he goes up to the plate. He's on, he's playing on easy mode in MLB The Show right now. He's seeing every pitch in or outside the zone. It doesn't matter. Look, if I'm Arizona, it's one guy I'm cautious around pitching. But you got to look. You got Seager. You got Semyon. You got a team that is just feeling that confidence and riding the high end. They came out of a very competitive AL. The AL is very deep. You got the Rays, you got the you got the Orioles, you got the Astros. I'll even throw the Twins. I'll even throw the Jays on there. <laughs> okay, give them a little bit of credit. Okay, but you have an Orioles team that Texas literally walked through, walked through, and Texas also walked through Tampa. If I'm going to remind Blue Jay fans, we were so excited, and I say we because I am a Blue Jays fan, and I really dislike saying that. Um, not that I'm a fan. It's just saying we. I really try to avoid doing that. But 
I refer myself with that fan base. So overall, Blue Jays fans in general were excited to get the Minnesota Twins, right? They're all excited. Great. We don't have to pay the Rays. They don't have to pay play the Orioles. They, do, they don't see the Orioles or they don't see the Rays or they don't see the Rangers until the, until the final four, until you, you, you see it in the ALCS. You don't see them until that point. And if the Blue Jays can get to that point, anything could happen. And you think they're going to walk through anybody if they get to that point because they'll be riding high. Because everyone knows it's a Blue Jays fan, knows that that team rides based on momentum. They get streaky and they're a very streaky team. But let's cue what happened to the Toronto Blue Jays. Look, I don't need to get into it. Look, you can look what happened. You remember what happened. It was, seven, it was three weeks ago or so now, if not more, four, four weeks ago. Uh, close to four weeks, not exactly four weeks, but close to that point. And you can listen to my recent Game Sports podcast upload where I finally had my rant about the Blue Jays, and it felt great. Uh, but I have some more points I'm going to bring up the strike zone here today if I have the time. I only have about nine minutes left here, so I'm going to make sure I try to blitz what I can. But you think that you're going to walk through the playoffs, and nobody picked Texas. Nobody picked Texas to walk out. And if people did, I want to see their their I want to see their their pool. I want to see what the percentage was. I'm sure there were people. But I would be very surprised if it was over 30% of people that picked Texas to go on to make the World Series. And if you tell me that over 30% of people picked Arizona to make it, okay, I got, I got to see that statistic. You got to comment below, let me know, uh, or show me your pool, or send me a message uh, through the 91 network at gmail.com. Whatever you would like to do, show me if you did select that. And I did say I was going to mention the Blue Jays, and there's a reason why, because it's Arizona. I'm sure you put two and two together already. Texas, though, riding high. The bats are hot. Pitching is doing well. They're, they're, they're feeling it right now. The only question I have is if they're going to have a little bit of a setback because of their break, slight break, if a team's going to have that. But if you look at the Baltimore series, when they transitioned against Houston, there's a slight break in there. And when you're riding that high, that confidence is high, you don't forget that. These are pros, and Texas, I think, is going to be – is obviously the early favorite going in, and rightfully so, given who they've had to go through to get here. But that is also a little bit concerning for Texas because Arizona is playing with house money right now. Arizona didn't expect to make it this far. Again, they were in the bottom with them with the Texas Rangers a couple years back. Texas spent a lot of money. Like, I mean lots of money to get to the point. So they – they expected to get to at least the playoffs and make some noise. Arizona, I don't think people really had them getting to where the point that we're at. Not at this current stage, this season anyways. Look what happened this weekend. Lowest seed team and all around, and they end up getting to the World Series. It's a, it's a great story. And you have a team in Texas um, who have not never who have never won a World Series. Right? This is a team that has made the World Series. They have lost to, and again, I'm pointing this out at the top of my head here, but they've lost to the Cardinals, and I believe that was the year they lost uh, in, I think, seven games or, or so. Um, they won the American League pennants against the, and as I'm looking around here, the New York Yankees, I believe, and I believe that was in 2010. Nonetheless, the World Series first, the first time they made it, they lost the Giants. They repeated the following year, which is 2011, and they lost the St. Louis Cardinals. The Rangers are the oldest team in the MLB, and this is a stat that I remember, to never win the World Series at 62 seasons. Second longest championship drought from what I noticed in the MLB behind the Cleveland Guardians. Okay, this is a team that hasn't won it. And you know what? As a Blue Jays fan, I did get to see the Texas Rangers news not once but twice, uh, more so in dramatic fashion the one time. But nonetheless, uh, they are going in right now um, as the as the favorites against Arizona. And they haven't won a World Series. They haven't won the World Series. And they're going to be a team that's going to be pushing to hopefully try to win. Uh, but the Diamondbacks, there's a team that has won the World Series in their 26-ish years of existence. This is a franchise that has won once. So I, I don't believe that I'm really saying this, but I am polling for Texas to win because they haven't won the players that they have on the team, former Jay Semyon, some of the veterans they have on that team. And you know what? 
the Toronto Blue Jays have beat up and embarrassed Texas a little bit enough for a couple times. I think it's time that Texas uh, can have a little bit of, bit of glory, uh, although it would have been nice to see the Jays and Texas against each other in the ALCS. It would have been quite the treat. But I, I am polling for Texas, and I do think Texas is going to win the World Series this year against Arizona, but it's going to be a very close series. I do suspect six games is when Texas is going to win this World Series. You can let me know what you think below. But yeah, I didn't get the chance to talk about Arizona yet, but there's a reason why I didn't get a chance to talk about Arizona. The Arizona Diamondbacks, okay, make the World Series. This was a team that was not expected to do what they did. Heck, not even to make the playoffs. And what happens this year? Lotus Guriel, all-star. Gabriel Moreno, I'm going to get to that in a second. Kid stud. The team is just jelly nicely. Pitching is going well. And they go against a Phillies team. As I mentioned, I will be talking about the Phillies team, so we'll be connected to the Arizona here. This is a Arizona team that is playing with house money. They have no pressure. They're, they're getting all this experience and, and just absorbing all of this. And I, I, as much as I was counting them out against Texas, that's probably not fair. It's going to be a closer series. That's why I said six games. And it was a difficult choice between choosing against for both teams. Arizona, though, I just feel more um, is still that the way Texas played, I just can't see them being beaten. I just can't see it the way they've been playing baseball. But Arizona, they beat very competitive teams to get here. Obviously, you got a side over there that's the Dodgers. You got a side over there that's the Phillies. You got very tough challenges that you have to get through to get to this point, and they did it. So what am I to say that Texas is – going to win or should be a favorite. It's going to be closer than people think. But Arizona's bats, their batting order is everyone is clicking. Everybody's hitting. And if you're looking at everybody's hits, Gurriel and Moreno are certainly doing their part. But the bullpen is coming out strong. Uh, Everything is clicking all around. But if you look at Arizona when they first started against Philadelphia, you thought Philadelphia was going to walk through that series, potentially a sweep, maybe five games. But Arizona battles back, forces a game seven. Okay, the Phillies' first Game 7 in franchise history. Fun fact, if you don't believe me, you can look that up. And they lose. And the bats were 0 for 12. The big bats, the Harpers, the the big names were behind there in Philadelphia. Philadelphia fans were very upset. You can look at ESPN's, no free ads, uh, TikTok page. There was fans just swearing and cursing and chanting, go Eagles, uh, because obviously they're winning right now. Uh, and Philadelphia let them down. The Phillies let down the fan base. And it's a very hard fan base. You can know that from, the, again, the Eagles and the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, very tough. They don't. They expect winning. And this was a year where they thought maybe the Phillies was a great opportunity since they couldn't capitalize last year. This was the year, and they're unable to do so. And they did shoot themselves in the foot. They were not clutch with runners in scoring position in the, in the game that it mattered. But that is not just a Phillies thing. That is the way they're pitching, the way they're setting up their pitching, where they're pitching in the zone, and how they assess their at-bats from a pitching perspective and defensively with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So you've got to give credit to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They went in there, and as I said, about four times already on this broadcast, house money, and they made it work. They worked hard. Their batting order's clicking. Everyone's feeling confident. It's a lot like Texas confidence, but small ball and the and the no pressure helps in in, a, in MLB playoffs, along with a lot of other ingredients: bullpen, defense, small ball, and you know capitalizing in the clutch positions and scoring with runners in scoring position. Those are key factors. But confidence, belief in yourself, as corny as that may sound especially for a team that doesn't have the pressure, that is a positive for them. That is something that they can ride and that's something that they can use in their game and just be relaxed and trust in each other, be supportive of one another. I find on Arizona's field, if you look around, they're always communicating. Uh, and that's something that I, that I feel the Blue Jays missed with Coriel, uh, something that he's a very big locker room guy, something I think they were missing this year in Toronto. And, and that's my point is that Arizona, I think has guys that are chemistry is high and that's, causing everyone to buy in from a small ball perspective. The bullpen's believing in their stuff. The pitching's believing in their stuff. And the bats are believing in their stuff. Going to the Phillies quick again, disaster train. Everyone's saying sell, trade, do this. Look, I think you got another chance to run around and run back with this team maybe once, if not twice more. This is a very good ball team. They were just defeated by a team that was believing themselves a little bit more, was not holding on the bat so hard. And Philly felt that pressure. When Arizona battled back, they felt that pressure. Arizona had them against the wall. And in the words of a diamondback or a snake, they bit them in the the Phillies, felt their venom. Yeah, had to do it. Very, very, uh, very corny. Blue Jays, I'm going to bring up them here quickly. Why? Because I was talking about Arizona. Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Look, at the beginning of this season, I said the Jays made a, a big trade. Farshaw went to Toronto. Gurriel 
and Moreno went over to Arizona. I was looking for this clip today because I wanted to try to put it into the podcast, but I couldn't locate it. Maybe someone else can locate it for me. I'm sure Connor would have located it, but I'll have to get it and try to use it in a future upload. But nonetheless, I said that was a that's a, that's a steep trade. That is the type of trade that you make to try to bring in a strong defensive player, someone with Varshall's numbers last year, very attractive, club control, and you don't know what you're going to get out of the prospects, right? Guriel, they lost 8-1. They're up 8-1, sorry, and Seattle came back and won last year. They moved to Oscar, and they moved Lourdes Guriel Jr. They tried to shake up the, the clubhouse. Two players that were very big in that clubhouse, loud personalities, which I think showed effect this year. And it worked from a T. Oscar Swanson end. I feel Swanson was a great, um, a great bullpen addition. But Varsho, it was they got what they got as advertised defensively. He is nominated up for a Gold Glove, okay. But his bat was not as was not as sound this year. It was not as crisp. But the guy did get twenty plus, uh, just over twenty home runs uh, this year. Just exactly twenty home runs. So this is a guy that did meet the expectations from a defensive end and with his bat to a degree, I think maybe from a 50%, 60%, but that 40% was lacking where his average should have been higher above the 250, if not 275 area. He should have been a higher up in the batting order and have been a guy that batted six, if not fifth. It was a guy that was counted on when Vlad or those other guys got on base and not just defensively. He is somebody who has to pick up his game and really show that the Jays made a good move because right now the Jays are well behind that trade and it's very evident. The Toronto Blue Jays are so far behind in that trade at this point, not only because of what Guriel did this year in comparison, Varsho is better defensively. There's a lot of plus and minuses there, but Gabriel Moreno, the kid is a stud. And I remember saying this in previous, uh, a very, very far episode ago of the of strike zone before we went into the season. I said, Gabriel Moreno trading was a mistake. They shouldn't have traded Gabriel Moreno. The prospect is one of the best catching prospects that the organization has had in years. If not, maybe the league has seen in a while. Look what he's done in the Niners before he came up here. That trade was foolish to make. Last year, they should have sold high on Kirk. Uh, Despite what gold glove he's going for this year, obviously with catching, he's going for a gold glove. No. Gabriel Moreno has a good arm. He's young. He could have learned well off Jansen. He could have had a third catcher in support to really work with that veteran presence. Tyler Heineman would have even worked as a third catcher in, in connection to Gabriel Moreno. Young guy, give him the opportunity. He would have flourished, especially at Toronto, at the Rogers Center. It would have been a great fit. Somebody would have kept long-term. But you bring in Varshall, someone who you think could catch, but you never put him in as a catcher until the end. It. Overall, the trade seemed like it was a fair deal, but ever since the term Moreno was added to that, it was always one-sided for Arizona. Trading Moreno to Arizona was a, not the smart decision. Gurriel and Kirk should have been, but enough of what-ifs and could-haves. It didn't happen that way, and Arizona's reaping the benefits, and this trade will haunt us forever. As long as Moreno's in Arizona under long-term club control, and if Gurriel resigns there, especially if Arizona wins the World Series, Shapiro should be kicking himself out the door in Toronto. But we all know that's not going to happen. Gabriel Moreno was a mistake to trade. But speaking here, as I wrap up strikes on David McKay with the Game Sports Podcast, I'm already 23 minutes in, which means I'm three minutes over, so i got to try to hurry this up as quickly as I can before I get into my sport blitz to finish off the segment. Then, of course, bring in the In the Pocket crew, World Series, you got Texas, you got Arizona. What a great matchup that's going to be excited to watch. I'm also excited to watch Moreno hit bombs and just sit there as a Jays fan wondering what the fuck was Shapiro and Atkins and the boys thinking over there as that continues to haunt. But we're going to overall see exciting baseball, but you got to give the edge to Texas. Phillies fans, keep your heads up high. That's coming from a Toronto fan that cheers for the Leafs and the Jays. Raptors, well, we've had some success recently in 2019. Uh, so, there's only two teams I can reference in that. But again, World Series matchup is set. It's been a great playoff, uh, unless, of course, you're a Phillies fan. My apologies. But again, it was a good run even for Houston, who have been very successful. Dusty Baker calls it quits. Kudos to a, a an amazing career. And it, obviously the Giants, Melvin, they found their guy in terms of hiring somebody. Lots of news in the world of baseball, and I'm only mentioning briefly about Baker and the Giants manager hiring because of time constraints. But again, World Series is set. Let me know who you think is going to win. I got the Rangers winning their first ever World Series. Good luck to Moreno and Gurriel. This is amazing experience for them, and Toronto misses you. I say that on behalf of Toronto fans, both of them. Stupid trade. Far show, no offense, great player. Great defensively, but you're, this trade is pure one-sided to Arizona. And yes, it's because of what's happening right now.
maybe one day those words will be will get eaten, especially if Varsha comes back with a with, with big intent next year. But Arizona, got to love the story. And you got to love that a big part of their team is because Toronto was involved in that trade. Typical Toronto sports. That's been Strike Zone with yours truly. Connor Henderson, again, was unfortunately unable to join us due to audio technical difficulties on that end uh, of the microphone. So hopefully he can come on next week as we talk the World Series and come to a close pretty soon of our Strike Zone segment for the season. I'm going to give you a sport blitz now. Just to remind you what a sport blitz is. There's no time limit, but right now I do have one, so I am going to go through topics a bit more quickly. Uh, for the sport blitz, I am going to be bringing up topics and sports of variation. It could be three different ones, two different ones, five different ones. Nonetheless, it's just a blitz of topics for you to have noted uh, for and in the world of sports. And firstly, I want to go to hockey. Look, we're already going into past the two weeks part of the NHL season. It's been an exciting start to the start to the year. You got teams of six or seven games already under their belt. Vegas is the first team to be undefeated for as long as they have been ever since the since the teams won a Stanley Cup. Boston, of course, is undefeated right now. And you got Colorado, who is uh, obviously riding on a high. So with the Colorado Avalanche. Being the team that they are, being uh, being favorites from the West to go in, you got a team at Vegas that you cannot count out the Vegas Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins. I had this belief going into this year. I thought this was going to be a team that was going to have setbacks, but they have not had any setbacks. Uh, so three teams undefeated. Who's going to le- lose first? Well, things may change between now and tomorrow night or whenever you listen to this recording. Uh, but I'm going to say my prediction is Boston is going to be the first team to lose. Vegas is just looking... Very strong out there, very tough. And Colorado, again, fast. Never mind the toughness, just very fast and very exciting to watch. And I think the conference finals uh, this year, uh, I did have in my early prediction the Oilers making the Stanley Cup final. But if I am allowed to have a, a, a quick retraction, which no, I will not do, but uh, if the Oilers don't make it, it, it will be a conference final of the Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. It, it has to be, right, if you have to go from an early prediction. But wouldn't that be a, a series to watch, especially this year with a more healthier maybe Avalanche team by then and just a overall healthier Vegas team? I think it would be very exciting to watch. But again, three undefeated teams right now that's only six seven games in but still small sample size lots to go teams that have stepped up in the world of hockey the Detroit Red Wings are very impressive to watch right now it's uh I don't think that's going to stand or hold uh and I'm not going to talk about Justin Hall I have shit on that guy from a Leafs fan perspective uh, for the last couple years I will not give him praise uh of course you know if ever he wanted to come on this podcast I would love to have a conversation with him and get to know what he was thinking on a lot of his moves but again jokes aside you have a, a, a player who is really fitting into Detroit at this point. I thought he wasn't going to make the lineup, but he did. To Brinkett, flying high, Detroit. The wings are coming, and I've said this for a couple years. The eyes are planned. You never dealt the eyes are planned. I still don't think this is a playoff team for this year, but next year and going forward, the Detroit, I don't want to say dynasty, but the playoff run is going to restart next season. Uh, now, the Toronto Maple Leafs starting the season 4-2. and two. The Maple Leafs, obviously, after winning their first two, a little bit of challenges after that, especially after the loss against Chicago. It was a setback for them. Matthews was in a little bit of a slump. But Joseph Wall goes in and replaces of place of Samsonoff. Seems like Samsonoff is going to be losing the crease in Toronto. And Austin Matthews gets his groove back against Washington, where Ovechkin got his first goal of the season, of course, against the Toronto Maple Leafs as he tries to claw closer to the great one, Wayne Gretzky, to set the goal record. What is happening in Edmonton? I don't know. Connor McDavid's out for a couple weeks now, it seems. They, they, they looked messy the other night against the Wild. There's, but they've always been known for their slow starts, but they have the roster to be able to paddle back. But you don't want to get too far back in your division, especially when Vegas is just leading the charge the way that they are. Listen, Oilers fans, you st- it's still time to a little bit of belief. It's still early. If you're at the 20-game point and you're seven games under 500, okay, then it's time to have a little bit of worry. But it's still some time left. But if they can hold out until McDavid comes back, I think when McDavid comes back, it comes back a little bit of tenacity. It energizes the team. And as soon as they get one or two wins in a row, watch out. The, Roy- the Oilers can get rolling. Now, in the world of hockey, um, one thing that I will bring up that I'm very happy to see is the pride tape. Travis Dermott, I got to give you claps as I continue to have the segment here now that I'm nine minutes over. Uh, But Travis Dermott, claps right here for you. 
terrific uh, for the first one to break the ice per se on wearing and, and putting on the pride tape on your stick. And now it's been lifted that players around the league could do that. I don't even know why it was even banned, that it's absolutely foolish. That's sad to see that it was even in a ban. Thank you, Travis Dermott, for, you know, breaking the ice, as I said, on that. And if anyone disagrees with me on that, I don't need to have that argument with you. I will not have that argument with you. It's just the way that that it should be. And again, kudos to Travis Dermott for the third time, I'll say it, breaking the ice. Basketball, quick little basketball roundup. Uh, obviously, the season tipped off yesterday, which was October 24th. Lakers, Nuggets, Suns, and Warriors, the four teams. Good way to start the year. Four of the top teams around the league. Obviously, there's other teams you can consider with that as well. But the Nuggets starting to defend their title. LeBron's the oldest player in the league. What a wild season I think we're up for. Heck, Patrick Beverly has already started to chirp uh, and throw a little heat towards Pascal Siakam and the Toronto Raptors saying that he would go down a dark alley if Pascal Siakam was in there because he wouldn't be afraid. Oof. Patrick Beverly, start just throwing the chirps. Let's get the season going. Where do you think the Raptors are going to finish this year? If you want my prediction, I think they they, they do finish uh, in a playoff spot, but a low seed. The Knicks really want Joel Embiid, don't they? They are willing to trade multiple first-round picks, in particular as well as R.J. Barrett and other lists of top prospects to get them. Look, I'm going to say this flat out, my word. Listen, Lakers, or sorry, listen, Knicks organization. You have spent years in the basement. I know you're starving for a championship in New York in any which way. If it's the Yankees, if it's the Rangers, if it's the Knicks, heck, if it's your neighbors with the New York Islanders, if it's the Jets, if it's the Giants, no matter what, you're craving a championship. Look, do not deviate from what you've been able to accomplish these past few years with getting players developed within your system and having success. It is key to bring in players to help bring and help elevate these guys. Just look at what Leonard did when he was in Toronto, when he came over and they had to sacrifice training DeMar DeRozan. If you have to trade one piece in some picks to put your team over the top, okay, that makes sense. But just trading a multiple prospects and multiple picks, that would be absolutely foolish of the Knicks to do. Stay on the path. Don't spend any more time back in the basement in the future. Allow your team to blossom because I really don't think if you bring in Joel Embiid, as much as you put him over the top, I don't think he will win you a championship. I think the Bucks look too good over uh, in the East. I think the West is really strong with the Warriors again this year. There's Suns, even though the Warriors are an old team. There's still a chance that you can groom this team, believe in them, and then add pieces in a more cheap way, such as free agency, to make this team better and win. And if you do want to win, if you're going to go for Embiid, Leave the prospects, trade the picks, uh, and just build from what you currently have and adding someone that's going to put you over the top. That's basketball. Third third sport blitz before I go to my quick breather and we have in the pocket. Curling roundup. Yes, I am bringing up curling. That's probably going to make everyone chuckle a little bit. Friend of the show and good friend of mine, uh, Brad Jacobs, and members from Sault Ste. Marie, EJ and Ryan Harden, uh, were participating in the Tour Championship. Jones beats Laws, Rotteras tops Botcher and the Tour Challenge. Uh, the Tour had full Sioux representation, as I mentioned, but it was entertaining all around, all over the ice. In particular, Jennifer Jones surrounded herself with a younger team, bringing that veteran presence. She certainly looked focused and at each time when she was on the ice, and the performance of the team was a clear indicator of that. Um, and Jennifer Jones pulls out Victor uh, in the Tour Challenge as of last weekend. And that is my curling roundup. For curling news, something you don't hear a lot of, but when there is news, we'll make sure to bring up curling as well as all sports as we promise here on the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay here with the Game Sports Podcast, sponsored by Flawless Trooping. That's what this edition is sponsored by and the Game Sports Podcast. And we had Strike Zone. All of it sponsored by Flawless Roofing. Again, as I point to my calendar from the video. Powered by 91N91 Network. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe if you haven't yet. And if you're on the Game Sports Podcast platforms, audio platforms as well. We talk baseball, hockey, basketball, and curling. Hockey, basketball, and curling were in the Sport Blitz and the Strike Zone segment opened your show. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to have a sip of my usual beverage that we have during this recording. And we're going to take a quick breather, as I mentioned. And we're going to bring in the In the Pocket crew. Be myself. It will be the normal crew as I am looking to ensure that everybody are in and ready to go. Uh, it seems that EJ Russell won't be joining us yours truly as it seems, but Justin Heiko will be joining yours truly as well. Unfortunately, EJ Russell cannot join this evening. We will have myself and Justin Heiko bringing you in the pocket. Don't go anywhere. 
And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McKay, Jr., continuing to host you on this edition, the October 25th, 2023 edition of the Game Sports Podcast. And I am joined by Justin Heichel. We did, we did expect to have another one join us, and I use the word other one. Uh, however, EJ Russell is unable to join us here on this In the Pocket segment uh, this week due to being stuck at work, conflicting schedules. It happens, so we will not be talking NCAA uh, football within this In the Pocket segment, just so everybody knows. It will be purely dedicated to the NFL this week. So for those also looking for local, uh, due to time constraints, we can only talk about the NFL this week. But Justin Heichel, my friend, how's it going? It's going. It's going all right. Uh, I've recovered from the uh, screw job the refs gave the old Colts on the weekend there. Um, as, allegedly, as allegedly admitted by the NFL to Colts owner Jim Irsay, that they blew both calls in the last drive there. So, At the end of the day, that doesn't change the win. Does not change the outcome, but uh, I am going to point out that the Cleveland Browns fan did not make it today. Because <laughs> he knew there'd be a couple rolls, and that's one thing I was looking forward uh, it's, it's to. It's all love. It's all love. We could save that for next year or next. Nope, Jeez, next year, next week. You know what? To be honest, and I, I talked about this in the first segment. I was telling Justin off air that I spent 34 minutes last segment talking, 34 ish minutes, and Justin asked me, "What did you talk about for 34 minutes?" Especially yourself, and that's a good question. And you know what? Usually, when I'm by myself, my time management's better. Um, but it got worse today for some reason. I, I had a couple hiccups. I was hiccuping words. I said I accidentally said Arizona and the Philadelphia Phillies at first, but I quickly caught myself because the Phillies didn't make it. Uh, so and that was about five minutes into the segment. You know, there I mentioned flawless roofing about I don't know seven times just to give them love, uh, of course. Uh, but obviously the in the pocket segment, which we're doing right now, insert pretend graphics that we will have soon, is sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill and has been for seven years. Boy, do we love Sports Center Bar and Grill, and boy, do they love us. Frank loves us. The crew there loves us. We had a pizza named after us. I say we had because before COVID, we were there recording, but uh, that doesn't happen. Now the we good old this, days. We still, we still give Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar the love. They are still the sponsor of the In the Pocket segment in its entirety. Of course, again, Sports Podcast powered by 91N, which I also said multiple times. And the announcement upload yesterday finally got out. Finally, the announcement upload with all this is official. And I said the term one last time in the show. I'll remind everyone, TGEM is now 91N. After the show, the, those words, TGEM, will no longer be said. 91N. You should know if you tune into the 91N, 91 Network upload, it is there. We are talking football here. And as I said, Hike, I talked a lot in the first segment. So and obviously with EJ not here, it does bring down our time. But that's good because we only have a little bit of time because I stole all of it in the first <laughs> segment without even knowing that EJ wasn't going to come. I was expecting that, you know what, we're going to have 30 minutes extra time today. But you know what, we can still meet within the 45 minutes to an hour range. So we got football to talk about, my friend. Uh, and you know what, truthfully, I have behind me, oh, you can't see it. You, you can't see it. I'm not going to do it because I'll probably mess up some wires. I'm not going to do it. Uh, eventually, I'll have a new backdrop where you can see multiple jerseys. But I have my my infamous, my famous Troy Polamalu jersey right behind me over there. And favorite jersey I got from a, from a friend of mine, a mutual friend, Pat, uh, that we all know, uh, a listener of the show. And I bought that jersey from him for $20. Uh, very good friend. Uh, and I have worn that jersey since 2009 as I've had that jersey. And it was big at the time I got it. It's still in great shape. Uh, as you see, as a Steeler fan, there has been a lot of anger towards throwing jerseys like my Leaf jerseys or my Jays jerseys, uh, which I definitely hold with caution now. But it was a week this week that was very exciting. I, I, I liked it this week. I, I loved the Eagles game against the Dolphins. I thought that was a really good game. The Steelers, I watched Steelers and Chargers. Look, look, Steelers had, or, uh, Steelers and Rams, sorry, I said Chargers. Uh, Steelers had no business winning that football game. The offense is literally out to lunch. Matt Canada, I don't know. Everyone's calling for, for his head. I feel bad for the guy, sort of. Uh, but the defensive side of the football, both defenses, stud. But TJ Watt, listen, fantastic. You got the Colts game where there's brutal officiating going on. <laughs> okay. 
the, the pick them this week, and Justin's going to tell you when we have the pick them. It was a little bit of a disaster if you went with our picks this week or last week. Uh, so the NFL this week, I think, was pretty, pretty fascinating, but overall an interesting week, Ike. It was definitely a messy week. I mean, there was a lot of buys, a lot of teams on buy last week. Um, I mean, if you play fantasy football, which I'm assuming if you're listening, listening to this show, you play fantasy football. Um, the waiver wire last week was brutal. Um, I mean, you're looking at uh, Washington football team players. I mean, I had Curtis Samuel on a few teams, <laughs> uh, did Jack shit Washington for me. football team. Um, but it, like all in all, I mean, I, there was just the games you thought were going to be great weren't really good at all last week and the games that you didn't even bother paying attention to ended up being the games of the week i mean like we had the nonsense of Bijan where he just didn't play uh i'm sure that busted a lot of people's bets up on the weekend uh if you're a DraftKings player though you got your money back which was nice of them um and the officiating obviously the colts game not happy about it but whatever um <clears throat> I, I I find it hard to believe that Philly didn't really have any penalties that entire game. Uh, I'm sure you've point. seen the memes out there on the internet with at least four solid calls that uh, weren't made. Uh, what else we got from this week? I'm I'm sure Taylor Swift was snooze at a game. Snooze fest. Yeah, Taylor Swift was fest. probably at a game. Um, Giants yeah, it was, fest. yeah, like it was just a rough week, and I mean like. like Honestly, our pick'em kind of you know explains that too. And Dave still in Lions, first. rough week. Yeah. Oh, yep. oh, that was the Bills. Bills laid an egg. Like how many people's parlays who, were shattered? Who the fuck are the Bills, Hike? Who are the Bills? This is a t- this is a team that I'm going to use a baseball reference here. Yeah, I'm bringing a baseball reference into the football podcast. I've never done that. I always gave love to two teams, but mostly the San Diego Padres. And the reason why is because I thought their team was so well put together. And look at the shit they do every year. They didn't, they did they choke playoffs. They didn't make it this year. Look at the bills. You have Allen, you have Diggs, you got a good defense. What, who are the bills? They lose to a Patriots team that got, that, that is not good. That is not good. And this is a Bills team that should be a Super Bowl favorite. And they're not playing to Super Bowl par They're They, they are struggling to find some sort of identity. So who do you think they are, Hike? Who are I mean, the Bills? Are they a fraud? Are they a fraud? <laughs> kind of. I honestly think I mean, they have a lot of injuries on defense, um, but that doesn't really help explain why their offense has been um, like anemic. Is that the word? Uh, is that, uh, that's probably a popular word to use yeah, for I that. Like, uh, uh, yeah. But when you have no run game and everyone knows you're just going to throw it to digs, 40 times for 150 yards and three touchdowns in the Patriots. No matter how bad the Patriots are, the Patriots will always do one thing really well. And it's take away the best part of your game. And so when you only have one part of your game or a part, a singular game to play, which is past the one receiver, you don't even have James cook with the low end Kirkland brand. Dalvin cook as your running back. (laughs) How do you Kincaid? So, and, and I mean, um, your tight end, uh, what's his name there? Da- uh, Dawson Knox, he's out. He had to go for hand surgery. So what do you have? You're going to pass the digs. What else are you going to do? Okay, we're going to take that away. And, All right, they have nothing. It's And I... Uh, I it's it's rough it. for And I've rough had for digs Bills in fans. my pool. It is. And there's something that... There's someone, uh, Bill's Helmet Bar... Um, the reason no free ads, but there's something called Bill's Helmet Bar. They're a follower of the Game Sports podcast. Uh, they have a Bill's Helmet in their backyard. It's a bar that serves food. It's very, very cool. Check it out. Bill's Mafia in full swing. They're a supporter of the show. That's actually They're passionate awesome. Bill's fans. It's very cool. You hike if you haven't looked at it, Bill's Helmet Bar. Search them on Instagram. It's worth a look. Um, and I give them free ad because they're a big supporter of the show in terms of cheering us on, like, yay, go with the game. Uh, <laughs> but the Bills Helmet Bar, uh, those are passionate fans. The Bills Mafia, very passionate fan base. A lot of failure. How many Super Bowl losses? Of four. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. It was four Super Bowl losses. And this is an organization that had the expectation, not just this year, 
Not this last year. The year before even. The expectation to be in the Super Bowl. And they didn't get there because they ran into somebody on the way to get to that Super Bowl. And we all know who that is. And the, the Bills are struggling to find an identity. And they're not finding it. And before I forget, I want to make sure that when you brought up fantasy football, you brought up the waiver wire this week. I had a great week somehow because of the waiver wire. I picked up Deontay, uh, Deontay Foreman from the Bears. <laughs> and oh, come he on. got me. That's, you, did, that, you were the guy. You were the guy that did that. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I will tell you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. I got to bring it up. I know this is atrocious uh, video stuff, but I definitely got to bring it up because I am actually first in a league that is ran by a friend of ours, Dustin. He owns Root River Golf Course here in Sault Ste. Marie. Obviously, no free ads. Um, it was happening all show here. But I actually picked up two of my waiver wire players. Um, I'm going here first. Deontay Foreman got me 31.5 points. My second waiver wire, Jackson Smith from Seattle, got me 14.3 points. Those are the two highest point getters on my team except Diggs. And, and of course, I got to give credit to my bench guy, Jordan Anderson, who decides to come on out and get 27 points in, in the week where everyone's got to be on the bench. That's and I awful. end I up didn't... winning. I win <laughs> last week 134 to 78 on a bye week. And my team name is No Diggity, if everyone wants to know. I changed it from Naj Mahal because Najee Harris has been absolutely atrocious. And I'm a Steeler fan. Uh, I had to bring up the, the, the fantasy wire. I love the fantasy wire this week. And for me to be first in football fantasy – against the guys that I am. Look, I might not win football this year, but I got to give a good old, you know what I'm saying, to everyone who thought I couldn't pick a good football team. I can lose the rest of the year. To say that my name had first place for two straight weeks, I'm good. I'm a genius. I picked up four men this week. He got me 31 points. I am that I, guy, Hike. I'm not lucky. I'd, I'd, like to po- I'd like to point out I still scored more points than you in that league last week. You're in that league. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, you're in that league. What am I talking about? I know. I, as yeah, soon yeah. as you said that, yeah, I yeah. pulled up the whole league, and I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, who the, what the fuck team is that? And then I had to look it up. Yeah. Uh, no diggity. No doubt, baby. No yeah. diggity. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, diggity. Diggity. I'm c- Colts 45 and two zigzags. We played this this year against each other. I did really did we play each other? Actually. Uh, I have to. We have to look back. That's fun. I like that. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. I mean, it's making for terrible. I like Deontay Foreman. Radio, but I'm looking it up. I liked. I looked at. I looked at Foreman this this that week. I was like, Do I get this guy? Okay, the Bears seem he's the number one guy. The Bears are dust. But why not pick up someone dust? That's that's. Oh yeah, you hammer smash. Pretending like I know played. this guy. Did it? Did yeah. I win? Oh yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, D- Diggs had like Stefan Diggs had four hundred and fifty-two thousand points that week. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I start at QB? Watson or Goff that week? Probably no, Goff. you you had Kenny Pickett that week, and he got you a whopping four points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that Goff. I I, I don't know why. I, where was Goff? Was he on my bench? Uh, I don't know on that one. I don't know why you started Kenny oh, Pickett. Good. That's an awful choice. You don't ever start Kenny Pickett. Uh, but I'm a, Stephon, again, Di- Stephon Diggs bailed you out. Oh, he's been digging me out of holes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm awful. Oh, this has been fun. I like that. This is good fun side conversation. Fantasy football, if you want advice, I'm your guy. <laughs> I, can't, I can only say that for one week. Yeah, probably. air quotations. Uh, but, but hike. Air quotations. Hike. Um, look, I obviously... <laughs> Uh, the, the world of football right now, there's a lot of been a surprise. It's been one heavy conversation. And tomorrow, spoiler alert, there's going to be an upload on our Instagram page about a throwback Thursday uh, from someone who started a trend that was on the Game Sports Podcast. Tyler Willett, who hasn't been on the show yet this, this year, um, but I am going to give him a little bit of love ne- uh, tomorrow on the Game Sports Podcast Instagram page uh, for being the original starter on the Barstool Insta- uh, TikTok page for the Travis Kelsey getting put on the map because of Taylor Swift. Obviously, Travis Kelsey stands up w- or performs when Taylor Swift is there. Look at his stats when she's not there and he is there. And I'm, and I'm like, a duh. <laughs> like, like, like a duh, not because it's it, Taylor It's just because it is Taylor Swift and you got all the celebrities in the crowd. Everyone's watching him now and he loves it. But you got to give credit. I watched that Kelsey documentary on Amazon. It was Yeah, great. it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. 
I like it. Jason's a cool dude. Uh, his wife's cool. His, I was going to say his wife cool is like the MVP vibes. there. 100% MVP. Putting in three kids. I don't know how. Good for you. But Travis Kelsey is swag and is like his little mustache thing. Hey, now, like he is, he's living the dream right now. He's living the dream. And uh, I'm going to flat out say it because I never thought I'd say this on the show. I never thought I'd say a marriage on the show. But I bet you Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey get married. Calling it right now. They get married. That is happening. I mean, I right, here on the right now, he's like the true embodiment of like look good, feel good, play good. Like that's. I want his outfits too. Oh, guys. And the guy's story, he is where he is because of his brother. His you know, brother got him back on that football team in college. I don't think I could pull off his outfits. I think I'd look like fucking I'm an anchor man. <laughs> do you want to try one day? Do you want to try? <laughs> Let's do it together. You can do the mustache. You got the stash. If you shaved your beard, you got the stash. Yeah, but I can't, I can't do those like giant fucking wide leg pants that he has. Oh no! I don't know what even I, those look like. Those are like from VV Boutique. Those pants. Okay, he, no okay. he looks like he, is, he don't ask. Looks like he's out of Narcos sometimes. Oh, <laughs> uh, stud! I can't believe I brought up Travis Kelsey. I did. I had to. I feel like it's necessary because we try to resort not bringing up the trends, but I feel like I should have on the show. Honestly, though, how many times have we talked about the um, what Taylor Swift this year on the in the pocket now? Like that's uh, on oh, a, a, a topic that you'd never think would come up ever. On, and it has, yeah, in the and pocket, like Seven literally years, living, living rent. One, yeah, just here in this show. <laughs> it is annoying, uh, but I like it. I think it's cool for football. But let's do the pick up, Justin. Yes, say, let's transition uh, over let's to the pick them here. All right, please, let's, let's do that. Uh, Update the standings. Let's do our pick ups for the week, and then we'll have our two minute blitz, and then we're gonna cap off the show with a with a pat. Yeah, we got uh, we got it's a little 18. derailed there. So uh, it's cap fun. up. That's good. Good talk. Yeah. Well, you got to have fun sometimes. And I mean, everyone, you got to talk about fan. You're in first. You got to brag a little bit. You got that. You got bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. um, so into our pick em. With what? With what number? Dave. What number? Uh, first Dave first? is in first with 69 points. <laughs> 69 points. Nice. Nice. Uh, I am staying there for the rest of the year. Yeah, he's not making any other correct picks for the rest of the year and just finishing the season <laughs> with 69 points. <laughs> That's the wild card win in this pool, actually. No one knows that that rule exists, but if you finish with 69, you automatically win. That's it. Uh, oh, EJ, cool. EJ in second with 68, so he only has to get one more correct pick. Uh, and then I'm in third still with 65. So I've got four correct picks upcoming at some point for this one. <laughs> for the like win. Last week, we all might have four and five. Yeah. For the, have yeah. zero this week. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, the last week you got seven right. EJ got six. I got five. And that EJ and mine would have flip-flopped if the Colts game went the other way. One of those weeks where yep. you just get lucky. Yep. Like goes. I'm gonna let uh, I'll go first because the picks are in. Um, I, no, no, I can't change the routine. The first gotta go last. That's right. First gotta go last. So Hike, I'll let you go first. Uh, picks are in. EJ's picks are in. They weren't announced. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I can. Uh, uh, I don't know if I can pull them up. I might be able to. They. I'll see, I I'll see I here. I'll EJ's see while you're a little suspect. EJ's a little suspect. All right. Um, but you, so, I'll go first. I'll, yeah, you right, go first. Sorry, for, okay. I, all right. All right. No, all right. you go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Thursday nighter, I got Buffalo over the Bucks. Um, little nervous about the pick, but gonna take the Bills mm-hmm. over uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, moving into Sunday, I got uh, Dallas over LA, Minnesota over Green Bay, Atlanta over Tennessee, Colts over New Orleans, Miami over New England, uh, Jets over the Giants. Jacksonville over Pittsburgh, Philly over Washington, Houston over Carolina, Cleveland over Seattle, KC over Denver, Baltimore over Arizona, Cincy over San Fran, Chicago over the Chargers, uh, and the uh, Lions on Monday night over the Raiders. Uh, I got Detroit, Detroit 28, Vegas 12, and uh, Chicago 31, Chargers 28. Uh, most points on the week, the Bengals. Fewest points on the week, goddamn Giants. 
<laughs> Good picks. And like I said, the Monday Nighter I'm interested in. Despite that it's Vegas, uh, I, I, love, I, I feel that when the Lions play on a Sunday, they've played in t- at times where other teams played that I was interested in, like the Steelers. So it's it's been it's good to be able to. Watch. I'm looking forward to that Monday night ma- uh, matchup. Uh, my picks this week. I got a guy. I look nervous as well. I'm picking the Bills over the Bucks. You know why I'm picking this pick? I got to give a little emphasis why. Colder weather in Buffalo. I I right now it's a little chilly in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Right now, I believe it's it's about 10 degrees at this time of this recording. It's a little chilly at night. When the Buffalo Bills play Thursday night in Buffalo, it's just like how it is here. It's a little bit chilly. It's probably about four degrees hotter, but it's not no Tampa Bay weather. Uh, I think that's going to affect a little bit. And yes, very, very brutal sport analysis there, but that's why I picked the Bills. That much of a minuscule pick. Bills are heavy favorites, but mm, don't know about that. Cowboys over the Rams. Packers over the Vikings. That's my upset of the week. Why not? They're at home. Got to feel it. I got to get pull away in this pack. Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons over the Titans, Colts over the Saints, Dolphins over the Pats, J- uh, Jets, sorry, over the Giants. And I got the Steelers over the Jags. Two reasons, because everyone wonders bias is actually not. I had the Jags picked first, but I changed it. Uh, I, I feel the Steelers being at home. I feel the records being identical. I know Steelers play Jacksonville bad usually, but I feel like there's a game, one game, the offense has to break out. I think this is the one game that it happens, and I think that's why I'm picking the Steelers. A little bit of an edge. Eagles over the Commanders. Texans over the Panthers. Seahawks over the Browns. Chiefs are going to dismantle the Broncos this week. I know it really didn't happen recently, but they're going to just go double digits easily. Ravens over the Cardinals. Another double-digit win. 49ers over the Bengals. I feel bad for the Bengals, but yet I don't at the same time. Uh, Chargers, Bears, Lions over Raiders. Restore the roar. has got to continue. Rebound after that horrible week last week. 24-17, Lions over Raiders. 28-17, Chargers over the Bears. Most point this week, Dolphins the least. Take a guess. Sean Payton's Broncos. Disaster train, <laughs> that team. That's what I got to say. Two-minute blitz now, Hike, before we wrap up the show. We're actually doing okay for time. Usually in the pocket's 25 minutes. So it was supposed to only be 20 at this point, if not a bit less. We're two minutes over, so we're doing okay. Two-minute blitz is going to start from 2240, which is, well, actually not 2240. 2240 is right now. Thank you. Two-minute blitz. I'll get the first topic. Hot topic, Steelers. Canada, Matt, the offensive coordinator, people are calling for his head. I looked at, they were zooming in on him last, a lot last game, and they're talking about it on the broadcast. Listen, the the Steelers' offense is not doing well, and I'm going to give a hot take. Kenny Pickett, I'm a fan of. I'm telling you right now, but I don't see this kid being an elite quarterback in the National Football League. I really don't. I don't see this kid working out in terms of being that elite guy that people see. But people saw that in Jared Goff as well. People saw it, and look what Jared Goff got. He got to the Super Bowl. He's now with the Lions. He's really turned into a good fit with the Lions. Every, it depends on what your, your, your philosophy is as an offensive coordinator and a coach. Anything that Mike Tomlin touches turns to gold. Anything that Matt Canna, the only good thing right now that he's been saying is his last name. Okay, uh, That's the only thing uh, that I feel is, is good with Matt Canada right now. And he's not even Canadian. <laughs> okay, uh, So... The, the there is trouble with the offensive side. The defensive side of the football is what's winning football games for the Steelers. That's why they're above 500, but also because of one big factor, and I've said it multiple times, Mike Tomlin. That is the guy, a coach in the National Football League is, is big as long as he's the right tools. Bill Belichick is a prime example. Bill Belichick just doesn't have the tools to be what he normally can do. Mike Tomlin does have tools on the defensive side of the football and somewhat up front if Najee Harris woke up with Deontay Johnson. And, um, of course, you got a, 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 an offensive line that is able to sustain some of the pressure to give Pickett the room that he needs. But a hot take, Pickett, I don't think, is the guy that's going to be that elite. But can he win a Super Bowl still? Yes. Yes, he can. But that is purely because of defensive side of the football and having a good sustained line with being able to do short slant passes to receivers that can run those routes. Deontay Johnson, foolish play last week, but uh, during one of the penalties, but it all worked out in the end for the Steelers. I just went almost a minute over. Justin, your turn. For it's me. all right. It's all right. A couple quick shots here. Uh, Lamar Jackson looked really good last week as a pocket quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy that that... Um was a thing that he could do. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, well, not a lot of people were giving him giving him faith that he, you know, he was just going to be a gimmick guy. He was just going to run the ball, uh, a little flash and dash, but he looked good back there last week. Um, I thought it was interesting that the Colts owner came out and just flat out said that the NFL has meetings with owners where they talk about penalties and bad calls and stuff like that. A um, little bit of like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain stuff you get to see there. It'll be interesting to see how much of that fine is that he's going to get from the NFL for saying that. Um, fascinating. 25K. Yeah, uh, I think that one's owner's got a little more scratch. The owners are like the gateway to making millionaires. That's uh, the billionaires, you know, calling, pulling the strings there. Um, what else was interesting last week? I guess my last point, fucking headphones. Um, I love that the Eagles coach basically just stared at the camera um, with all the uh, complaints going on about the tush push, um, you know, saying that, you know, that needs to be banned. You know, you're going to hurt guys, et cetera, et cetera. And he kind of looks around the room and looks for the camera and says, if you could do it, you would, but you can't. So and like that's awesome. That's solid gamesmanship, and I love to see that stuff in sports. I know some people are like, oh, that's, you can't say that. That's ri-. Those are participation ribbon people, and get out of here. Whatever. It is, uh, do what you got to do to win. That's, uh, that's really all I got. I mean, um, I do want to shout out to ESPN, though, for running that um, Frozen Frenzy yesterday. I mean, I'm going to be the oh. guy that brings hockey into the show here a little bit, but oh. their shot on like NHL or NFL Red Zone, uh, it was the first night. There was a couple little rough patches. I know we're going over here, but I had to dabble in this a little bit. Um, but it's interesting. Like the game, if they're going to do this once a week where games start like 15 minutes off from each other and you can just like <clears throat> in the intermissions and stuff, you're always engaged and they're going to jump over when there's fights. I'm all for that. I mean, we can get over the garbage Boston announcers one day, but that's interesting. That's all interesting that another sport is kind of taking the red zone idea and uh, taking their own twist to it. And I'll say that Justin's hockey point had nothing to do with two minute warning. We still, we were 30 seconds over two minute warning, but some of that 20, 15 seconds is on my end and we will master getting on time for that two minute. It's warning. not bad. It still I mean, we held it as like... a two minute warning. We held it good. We had a timeout in between there. There was a delay. There was a flag on the play. There was a couple of things that got brought up. But that hockey point, I'm telling everyone, that was not related to the to, to the two-minute warning. So you can't count that, all right? Not letting you. This has been the Game Sports Podcast, the Wednesday edition of the of, of the podcast, October 25th, 2023. You may be tuning in the day of, day after, whatever it may be. Still definitely up updated content especially in the world of football and sports for you to be updated and if you really want an updated breaking news okay i will give you one the nhl has broken news about the decentralized draft okay i didn't get the chance to talk about it in the first segment because i didn't see the news how they voted for it i will talk about it in an upcoming game sports podcast okay there it is i brought hockey in and i brought breaking news to you okay but we're still talking in the pocket here it's been sponsored by sports center bar and grill Simeon ontario's best sports bar over six years in a row all right real deal best wings great pizza we know because they've been a part of this family for seven years and not biased we go to where the best is i flock to where the best is. It's, just, it's like contagious for me, Justin, and the crew. We were around the best. We want to be the Okay, that's that's too far. But Sports Center Bar and Girls in Ontario's best sports bar. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're in Sault Ste. Marie, check them out in general. And Heichel, this has been another edition of In the Pocket. It's been me and you. It's been a long time. It's just been me and you doing this upload of In the Pocket. And we had some fun here. We had some off trail. But, hey, if you listen to all the other podcasts that people claim to be top tier, they always go down rabbit holes. So I don't feel alone in that area. But I do got one thing I got to ask you that's not In the Pocket related before I let you go. As mentioned in the 91N announcements, uh, the announcement of the business expansion, we, as in me, yours truly, will be offering MC services at people, at individuals' weddings, stag and does, fundraisers, and events. Why will put you on the spot? I will make you do it. Why should somebody look at hiring 91N, including yours truly, to do a, an MC an event for 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 them? Well, I mean, it's pretty casual. Like if you're looking for a casual setting. The whole, because some stuff's too formal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are, 
some people that try to be way too formal and I'm not, not that I'm saying like you can't do the formal thing, but like a lot of people like in our age demographic would rather just a casual night and you just want someone to host your event or like, it's just makes for a lighter evening. It takes the pressure off. I, that's, that's my take on it. I mean, even like professional events or people were like hosting like meetings and stuff like that. And they wanted you to run the show. Like that's, that's kind of, I think your bread and butter there. That's I like it. It's a, and it's the first in Sault Ste. Marie to offer it to Sam. Hopefully and not MC hammer on. services, just MC services. That's yeah. Not MC hammer. That's not getting brought up here. This MC services brought to you by 91 N. But again, that's this first. has been the game sports podcast. We talked Baseball with strikes on. We talked sport blitz. We had hockey, basketball, curling. And then we obviously had the in the pocket segment, which we obviously leave all by itself because seven years <laughs> loyalty to in the pocket. Okay. High credit show. And we've been talking football in the pocket, of course. Sorry, no EJ. Sorry, no NCAA. And sorry, no local recap. But we only have so much time. And we are already 11 minutes over par. So let's get to the conclusion. I want to thank again 91N. 91 Network, and of course, Wallace Roofing, and of course, Sports Center Bar and Grill for sponsors within this episode. And to you, the listeners, make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe. Wherever you are, audio, video, doesn't matter. Tune in. We appreciate it. Heck, if you don't want to listen again, that is fine. But give it a nice little subscribe or like. Actually, you know what? It's not fine. You should come back. I don't know why I said that. But yeah, just hit like, follow, like... and subscribe. Just... Yeah, that was awful. Make sure you come back. But anyways, overall, we're saying we want your support. As everyone's trying to grow their podcast and grow their platform, we are in there and we've been around for over seven years. We know what we're talking about and we want you to be a part of this network and platform. If you're doing a podcast, reach out. But overall, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to be a part of all of our content that we update and upload. We do a lot of sports and a lot of podcasts that you can check out on the channel. Justin, I want to say thank you to you too, man. That It's obviously appreciated for you taking the time to come on and we'll be uh, back next week, which will be on Monday. Hopefully, you'll be able to we planned for you to come on to chat a little hockey. Yeah, it would uh, be solid to be on there, chat hockey on the uh, hockey-based show. Uh, on the so hockey-based show or segment. Say, well, I mean, EJ is going to grind my gears about this next week regardless. So I, I had to get it out while he wasn't here. Now I can maybe dodge the bullet <laughs> next week. Maybe not. It's like a 50-50 chance. But as always, good to be here, having fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll chat on Monday. Sounds good. And of course, thank you to my wife, Hannah, uh, for the thumbnail. Uh, her thumbnails are extremely helpful. And Avery does them too for us, Avery Rausch, uh, on the Better Rivals podcast. But Hannah does, of course, the, a terrific job. It's very helpful to yours truly and us, and we appreciate it. Uh, so we give her a shout out to that. And it's been yours truly as the producer. Yep, I produced it this segment, which is why it's probably not as good as Alex Floods <laughs> or Mike DeSotis. But you know what? It's still good, okay? You've been listening to the Game Sports Podcast. Let me remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, ring your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.